0: This is Will Misterovich with Impact 89 FM. I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with the Lemon Twigs before their show in Ferndale, Michigan. All right, um, welcome to Michigan. Thank uh, It's good to Thank meet you all. I'm from WDBM East Lansing, Impact 89 FM. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, very excited to see your show. You guys can pass it between each other. Very cool. Um, yeah, congrats on releasing Everything Harmony. It was, for me, like my summer soundtrack. That was like... I was good to the whole summer listening to that, and it's, it was such a joy to hear that. Oh, thank you. And us. so seeing y'all coming on tour was very exciting, and getting the opportunity to interview with y'all is very exciting. Awesome. So uh, I just want to first ask, how is tour going so far?
1: It's, it's going been, well. Really yeah. fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: the shows have been, we're playing a lot of places that we haven't played before, and some places that we have, and, you know, they're... The audiences have been good and, mm. you know, better than when we toured last year and mm. stuff and we didn't have the album, and yeah, it's been a lot
1: of excitement for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the crowds have been good.
0: Yeah. Um, I read that you guys have been working, or we're working on everything uh, Harmony for, I mean, since 2021, is that right? Yeah. And so, last year when you were touring, were you just eager to play all that stuff and eager to show the world all that yeah. music?
2: We're usually, like... Uh, eager to play the songs before they're out Mm -hmm. so i feel like people who come to our shows are pretty used to that at this point but uh it's nice to get uh, a feel on which songs the audience is like yeah um which there's you know you can really tell when they've never heard it before Mm -hmm.
0: yeah is there a sort of shock in the audience that you see or like a like a certain reaction that you get when you play unreleased stuff that is well, exciting?
1: sometimes there is, I mean I wouldn't say shock, but you know, like, like, yeah, like, uh, it's hard to keep anybody's attention if mm-hmm. they haven't heard the song before or something. Yeah. So, so there's kind of like, like when we used to play any time of day, we would do the key change, and then everybody mm-hmm. would go, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so there's like little pops in songs where yeah. people kind of, it's like uh, wrestling. Yeah, like it's like pro wrestling <laughs> Yeah. Know.
0: That's great, those little moments of flair that just get that excitement. I love that. How um, how is touring with Joanna Sternberg been? Because I've also have been listening to that new Joanna Sternberg album and it's great and has that been an yeah, interesting ride? It's, it was great. Yeah. You know, the
2: songs are so good and yeah. and to hear and the new one that they just released,
1: Neighbors, was is really good mm-hmm. and they played it like the same day it was out. Yeah. It is great. Yeah. great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to be able to watch somebody who you really like, you know, their music every night. I mean, we've been able to do that for the past few uh, tours. Well, most of the tours we've done, where we yeah. brought out an opener. And uh, this is no different. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Totally. Um... I've got a little, some questions about the recording process of the album. I'm an audio engineer, and so is Andrew here at cool. the station. So we like to geek out a little bit on some of the the uh, specifics of recording. And uh, yeah, so like when you recorded um, Go to School, I heard it was all analog and all tape stuff. Did you do the same thing with Everything Harmony?
1: Yeah, it was uh, all analog except the strings and the horns mm-hmm. because... We have another record that we just did where all the strings, where everything was done analog, again, like, yeah. on Go School. But this album, because we went into a real studio and uh, because string players are so expensive and stuff, mm-hmm. we really couldn't afford to keep having them, you know, uh, time to rewind and then, and then, uh, maybe we wouldn't have enough tracks, you know, mm-hmm. and we, we we would have to have recorded them and, and, and kind of like pre-mixed them,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and, yeah. and, and and we wouldn't be able to have like all these separate tracks, so we kind of covered ourselves in the strings process in case we had to do any extra work there, but everything else was analog. I mean, it was yeah. all recorded onto a 24 track and then passed through an, an analog Console a second time and then direct outs, but it's just balanced to the computer.
0: hmm you know I mean? Do you enjoy working with tape more than digital because it's more of a meticulous process of splicing and all that? Yeah, well
1: you don't do that much splicing except for the, the When we cut together the master, mm-hmm. although there's one splice on everything harmony the what you were doing the end is from a different take and it's Oh, a splice. interesting But yeah, it's like we don't do too much splicing Mm -hmm. Uh, i i like it personally because i'm such a novice when it comes to the computer Mm -hmm. and i actually know what i'm doing a little bit with the analog stuff so yeah
0: i'm going to continue on recording with uh, everything harmony what was the craziest instrument that you got to work with or the craziest sound that you got to produce because on the first track i love that just that clash that bang sound it reminds me of old like simon and garfunkel just like yeah it's so majestic and great sounding so I just want to know a little bit more Thanks. about how you were able to get crazy sounds or what sounds you were proud of.
2: Well the drum sound on that particular section mm-hmm. is like the leather couch that was in the uh, studio. We close mic'd that and it produced like a really low frequency like like kind of bass thing. drum yeah. sound. And then uh and we went in the chamber.
1: The yeah all of that chamber. stuff is going through an echo chamber mm-hmm. so that, that so that adds to the kind of grandiose sound and then uh, and we went did what Simon and Garfunkel did which is like go in the echo chamber and
2: record uh, our voices just while like we were surrounded voices by the yeah thing.
1: surrounded by the echo which was really fun. Yeah. I think we did a few more voices than they did. Yeah, we did. Well, we, we added, beat them on that, yeah. but not yeah. it doesn't sound as good.
0: If you could uh Get it in the ballpark how many bounce downs you had to do for uh, the tracks on the well, vocals for that for that means-
1: song we would see because because we were in that studio i don't know. Wanna... well we, well, did we have had, we, had we, we yeah we had to Did we mix it on 24 track or did we mix it in the computer with that we mixed it on the computer but we had
2: uh, nine voices for each part and we had four vocal parts <laughs> so for you know, for people who are going for mathematics, <laughs> not audio engineering, you'll
1: be able to tell me, uh, you know... How many voices, how that, many is voices that, is. that is. Yeah, we did it's have that one simple. song, What Nine Happens times to a four. Heart. That song, What Happens to a Heart, was done... Like, on the 24 track. Uh, they, they were all done on the 24 mm-hmm. track. There's no doubt about that. But that song was done almost, I think, all on the 24 except for the strings. So that one was tons of bouncing down, like... Five guitars onto one track and mm-hmm. two basses onto one track and a bunch of voices onto two tracks, you know, so we get stereo, all that kind of stuff. I mean the new album that we're working on, there's a lot more bouncing happening because we um actually we have a twenty four track tape machine, but we only have an eighteen channel console. Yeah. So everything has to be under eighteen yeah tracks. So there's a lot of bouncing going on, mm-hmm, but we yeah. have these extra tracks to bounce on. It's kind of a backwards way of doing it. But yeah, we just didn't have another
0: a console. You know, well,
1: we, we could do connect another console, you know, mm-hmm. but it
0: doesn't really sound the same. Yeah, what console were you working with? Just a curiosity.
1: Well, um, on the last album, it was our Autotronics uh, console and a Neve that was at the studio. Mm-hmm. And we have an Atari and they had a studer. Yeah. And then this one that we were working on I don't know what I'm just talking about that we're really that's talking about everything harmony, but the one that we are working on now mm-hmm. or that's done now is all autotronics, all oh, in our studio. Okay. And then there's a few that were recorded on our old Philips console that we used to have when we were in our parents' house. Mm-hmm. We used to have this big, huge, really cool Dutch console that was the coolest console ever, but yeah. it was so big. Once we moved to the city, we couldn't possibly bring it anywhere. Yeah, and it's so
0: heavy, so we had to sell it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're talking about the project that you're working on now or that you just finished recording right. with? Is that is that uh, any information on that that can be... Well, we're just kind of uh, fi-
2: uh, working on the finishing touches mm-hmm. on the artwork now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you should really be able to expect it next year. Yeah, wow. yeah. I Yeah. I mean, it, it,
1: yeah, it would be nice to be able to do things faster, but it doesn't seem to be the way that it's working. Mm-hmm. But we, we're we going to try to do it on record, I guess.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you have time to be creative when you're on the road?
1: A little bit of time, you yeah.
0: know. It's like
2: I always bring a guitar into the hotel and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of fool around a
1: little bit. Yeah. If you were able to be organized, you could do... Uh, I mean, we're just not that organized. You know, we could figure out a way to do make, make a, a record. Make yeah. I mean, why not? You
2: know? But also, I mean, we've been kind of uh, doing a lot of... Interviews and stuff to mm-hmm. promote the show, so we and radio shows and stuff like that. So we've been pretty busy all day. Yeah,
0: definitely. Do you feel like the limitation of creativity can bring greater creativity or more like um, yeah, just better yeah. writing in general? Totally. Do you feel, like if you feel very
2: creative, uh, creatively stifled for mm-hmm. long enough. Eventually, you have this big burst of yeah, uh, the, the day bursts. Bursts. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that um, the levee breaks. <laughs> I think so. Speak. I think that, uh, You have to add, add, so to speak, <laughs> at the end, if you really... We want could so. have sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could even have a little 8-track or something, like, have your little rack mm-hmm. that you you could put together or something. Yeah. The thing, I've brought, like, Porta Studio on the road, mm-hmm. like, a, like a cassette recorder. Yeah. But... It's like... I don't know. It, it, they sound so good, yeah. but it's like, I never feel like I can get, um something that really captures like mm. the, the sound on that you know it's yeah. a more manipulated like thing you know
0: yeah do you feel like uh, it's a different workflow working with the porta studio versus just normal tape well you can work a lot
2: quicker yeah i i find you know when you mm-hmm. Cause you, because you're head. not you're not that there's a limit to how good you can really make it sound mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. you can just
1: kind of throw caution to the wind a little yeah. bit yeah that's true i think for me it's it's like it's just not really the sound I'm going for the recording studio, mm. so
0: yeah, that's great. Okay, I've got a, a list of things. It's we're gonna do a little best and worst of stuff on the road that you've experienced, or maybe not worst if you're not comfortable, or sure. wildest or most uh, outstanding uh, food on the road. Do you have any wild stories about the best food or the worst food?
1: Uh, we just went to Ann Arbor last night, and uh of one of the people in our group got a curry, an udon curry mm. thing, and it was really kind of gnarly. Yeah. But, uh, the bibimbap was really good at this place, but the, the what they got really looked gnarly, really, and it wasn't good. <laughs> but, th- that might have been the worst, honestly, on the <laughs> trip. And then, uh, what else did we have that was the best? What was the best food? Um, um probably, oh, in, uh, Chicago, that one off that we did right before yeah. we went on tour which was kind of part of the tour mm-hmm. we got a hot beef yeah we got a hot beef that wow. was really really good uh, from johnny's one? johnny's yeah yeah
0: is there anywhere that you miss or like look back on that you wish you could go back just for the food
1: mm. <sighs> yeah probably well all the, uh, the, uh there's good Mexican remember. food here in Chicago. Yes, agree. In New York, I don't, there's not as much good Mexican food. Mm. But, I mean, you miss that. I miss that every time we go to California, they have crazy Mexican yeah. food. Yeah. I miss that. Texas.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, what about fan interaction? You don't have to say worse because you don't want to be mean, but... Just are there any crazy fan interactions you've had, or just just strange? No, people
1: just say people say things like they give back and you know, compliments and stuff, and they're they're kind of like it's not like so so bad that it's like it's just kind of like when I saw you guys last time, you guys were it was really unfocused and stuff. This time it's really really <laughs> better. It's like okay, could you just say that this time was really good? Or do yeah, it's last time, yeah. It's things like that. You were like, so weird last. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you're less weird. <laughs> right? well, now, now, I mean, people, but most of them are good, to be honest with you. Yeah. The best thing. Um, no, they're, they're they're all good. I couldn't say like the best thing. Everybody's really just nice. Yeah. People give you like a little like drawings kid gives a drawing
0: yeah and it, i know that there's a lot of media coverage with people throwing things on stage as of lately in concerts have you had to deal with that at all i haven't seen that is that no a thing? well that's a thing in big big
2: shows we got thrown a drink thrown at us when we opened for and mm-hmm. monkeys a while ago <laughs> and that was we reacted to it the worst way you possibly could <laughs> which was we said oh we're
1: gonna play we're gonna we're gonna walk off well yeah. we did that that was kind of also um we were satire kind of, we were kind mm. of toward the end but but yeah yeah but obviously nobody would know that
0: yeah so everybody was just, thought
1: that we got booed off the yeah stage. yeah and then <laughs> and all, that the rumor, monkeys, that all the archie monkeys community around. on twitter would be like 11, it takes a you know worst show i've ever seen yeah i mean, they this got is booed is the, radio? the stage
0: what was that this is the radio yeah 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 so i don't know if you can say wankers Oh, yeah, no, this is on the website, so we oh, wouldn't even have to worry about it. I don't know
1: what they would say, but they're all English, so they were they would yeah. say some <laughs> shit like that. And they said, like, you guys are, all the Lemon Twigs are a bunch of wankers, you know, whatever the <laughs> hell. Gacked out of their minds, all this stuff. And then, um... And I had to look it up. I had to say, I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they would not understand that, though. Yeah. The lads...
0: well it's it's obvious that you guys are inspired by 70s style and music but uh what is the best and worst fashion trend of the 70s Hmm. Hmm. well
1: i don't know i i don't i don't i mean uh i guess
2: i personally i wouldn't even say this is bad because it can be cool but I guess the like rhinestone
1: suits mm. I wouldn't necessarily wear like a leisure suit or something or like a, or like a suit any suits? kind of polyester Nudie suits are Those can are be cool, cool. Yeah. yeah but I mean I there's think a lot of things th- I wouldn't wear that I don't not like yeah yeah and then uh, there's uh, cool things I don't know I like uh, platforms and mm-hmm. big Cuban heels and stuff because. I'm not the tallest guy in the world. Yeah. Sweater vests make sweater it laces, yeah. me too. Sweater
2: vests are back. <laughs> <laughs> I declare that sweater vests are back.
0: You're very nervous. Yeah, what about. Where do you shop for clothes? My friend wanted me to ask you this. Where do you get your clothes? We just went
1: to this place in Ann Arbor when we were. Because we stayed there last night. That's why mm-hmm. I say yeah. Because I don't know if it was cheaper or what, but we stayed there last night. And. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there was just some place I, I but I, I just got this shirt today and Brian just got but I just got this the other day. That was mine really. And they're just all all on tour basically because in New York it, it's not very not very good stuff yeah.
2: there. I don't know why. But
1: usually we just
2: go to wherever you know you just look up
1: vintage. Yeah, somebody shop, t- somebody there's somebody there's says there's like a cool there store over it, there. Right? You go to the record
2: store. store there's Hard to remember the names you know when you're just in and out. Yeah, all tough definitely. Feminism.
0: Yeah. do you share clothes between you two a lot of yeah. shirts sure. those are my shoes I get
2: those were mine I, take my, my, I also take a lot of things that he gets sick of because I don't get sick of things nice
0: as, as easily but yeah that sounds like a good deal then to it is be able deal. to Honestly, do that I barely have to shop for myself really yeah um yeah what would you say your fashion icon is
2: fashion icon oh, I don't know oh, yeah. I love Lennon Lennon is yeah. the, probably the best dressed beetle there is <laughs> um Paul is not too shabby though himself, to be honest. Yeah. I think Pete Townsend dresses really good, um, really good, really yes, and um, real good. <laughs> Keith Moon is great. Great. Huh? Dylan, Dylan is a great dresser. Great.
0: Uh, Dylan is, so a, is a really good dresser. Desire era Dylan. That's,
2: yeah, Desire yeah. era, yes, and um, who else? Lots of cookies. He's, I kind of like the way Robbie Robertson dresses, but I don't think <laughs> I, I think the Arctic Monkeys
1: kind of took his his, uh, his style a little bit, and I, I wouldn't want to... Uh, they, look, they don't look good. Uh, <laughs> I think that... Uh, velvet suits and stuff like that. The, the, it's a little too suave for me, to be honest. Yeah, I don't like the suave
2: thing. I'm more of an everyman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on people who are not from like country roots and don't make country music but dress up in country outfits.
1: It seems like people either either decide that they're going to be suave and wear a suit mm-hmm. or they're going to wear dusty kind of country clothes yeah. if, if they're going to do one thing or the other. It seems like people resign to either one of those things. Yeah. Or all black. Yep. <laughs> I like it if they're, wear, if they're like really conscious of their and if they're wearing like old mm-hmm. clothes and stuff seems like they reside in that. Or they get to, like wear like a striped shirt,
2: which I like that. It's more interesting to me to wear something that is a little quirky, a little fun, and a whole lot of, um, I don't know, I didn't have a third thing, uh, fun. <laughs> I'll add that
0: as the third thing. That's always a great thing to have. Um, how long do you spend in the closet? I get, I'm get i asking a lot of clothing questions, but uh, 23 oh, man. years. He,
2: he spends a lot of time. He always switches uh, his outfit about 10 times before every show. I'm more a little bit more decisive with my uh, outfits. That's the one area where I'm a lot more decisive than, than, than this guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit to, uh, slightly to the recording process, but how much would you say the writing process bleeds into the recording process? It's m- so,
2: it's much more fun to write for me. So I tend to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be, you can just kind of have fun writing, you know. Yeah. You're not, you know you can always chuck it if you don't like it later on. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then with both, the recording, it's so permanent. I don't know if, like, It can be, um... But, yeah, it's fun. It's like... I mean, I'm not saying... I I know that wasn't the question. Or do you prefer one or the other? But... I they bleed those. into each
0: other. Yeah. They really do bleed into each other. Yeah. Because you never stop writing or recording. hmm Do you feel that you write a lot from recording? Like, you learn a lot from recording to...
2: I like might... When I finish a song and I really like it, I think, oh, I'd like to write maybe, like, three or four more of those. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then you, you kind of know how to do that.
0: Yeah. I remember I was reading... Uh, a Jeff Tweedy book, his memoir, and he was talking about how when songwriting, he still doesn't know how to write music. He writes music, and afterwards he's just like, I don't know how I do that. And I yeah. feel a similar way working with music. Do you also feel that way about...
1: I kind of I feel, feel a little like like a bit more like I'm doing like a craft, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I, I think sometimes some things are really really natural and really really just come out yeah and but then a lot of things I feel like I'm building like and I do kind of think I know how, how I'm doing it
2: yeah I, and I, I, I kind of don't mind that. Too.
1: the thing about seeing a, a, a that's a big like linen thing is like the difference between crafting something and, and uh, just writing something or combining the always craft something just coming out with something or combining those things but to me I feel like if something good comes out of the other side one way or the other, I don't really care about it, yeah. how, it how it got there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it sounds like you're you, I mean you have both said that you're big fans of Lennon. Is that your favorite uh, individual Beatle that you would say? Uh, I think it kind of depends on the day yeah honestly it depends I think on it would de-
2: and it, but <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be could I It, it would be either Lennon or McCartney and I, I don't actually I don't really truly have a a favorite but I think he does
1: definitely has the best solo records of all yeah. the Beatles I love yeah I love you both I just um I, I like Lennon <laughs> but I love McCartney yeah I think McCartney McCartney's definitely
2: a bigger influence on me um, than Lennon for my personal songwriting I've just built more to write songs that are influenced by by him
1: yeah. melodically and yeah, for me, I don't. It, it,
0: it, it. Every band needs a John and needs a Paul. <laughs> yep. in my opinion. Yeah. Personally, my favorite is George. I know that's uh, contrary I'm to sure. the popular opinion yeah. now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> now, because of the movie? Uh, no, <laughs> no. George's uh, All Things Must Pass is one of my favorite records yeah. of all time. So well, I you just uh, need to
2: break out then. That's, yeah. that's the <laughs> yeah. thing. You need to. You need to. Uh, Break
0: out yeah. your band, whatever band you're. In, <laughs> you need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I need to leave, start my own. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite Beatles record? Uh, Revolver, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's heavy, man. Mm-hmm. It's Probably heavy. Revolver. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, a Hard Day's Night. Definitely. Do you have a favorite era of the Beatles? I know we're staying on Beatles for a little bit, but we could stay. We could have just stayed on Beatles. I'm okay. Time. I'm perfectly okay with that. Favorite I can talk era? all day about the Beatles. Um, Honestly,
1: no. Nah, really, I think like. But I think like 65. <laughs>
2: no, that's, yeah. oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say 66 right now. I would just say, yeah. You got rain, and you've got I don't know,
0: Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. What do you want? Exactly. What else do you want? Rubber Soul and Revolver. 21. I mean, those two of some of the greatest records. And this is the really important question: Is Paul dead? Is Paul dead? yes No. No way,
1: man. I, I, I don't know. You no. Know. Same. same. They still do the same melodic sensibility. How could another guy just if two dudes exist that sound like
2: that that sound that good? Oh my god. Oh my god. They got to be twins. Yeah,
0: and if they replace Paul for fall fall did one hell of a job I have to say for songwriting.
1: I'm more of a fall guy. Yeah, maybe
0: yeah You are
1: the fall
2: guy
0: You just heard my conversation with the Lemon Twigs. Thank you again to the band and their crew for allowing us to talk with them before their show. You can check out their newest album, Everything Harmony, on all streaming platforms.